This podcast is a feature segment pulled right from the full Green Divas radio show. Enjoy. All right. Well, I'm like just a gushing fangirl over here, but I want to welcome Josh, Josh Fox. And if you don't know Josh Fox, get out from under your rock go watch Gasland and Gasland 2 um, and 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 it's really th- his work that sparked such a movement against fracking because it helped people begin to understand what was really happening on the front lines in people's homes in communities in their faucets because of course uh, you know the government was saying otherwise no fracking is not a problem there's no problem and, and Josh is like, um, but hello, this guy's hose is on fire. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge admirer of his work. Very, very Thank glad you. you could take the time to talk to us. So you're busy. Thank you so much for saying that. That's wonderful. Oh, of course. So you've been busy. I know you've got another film coming out, uh, the title of which is long, but I'm going to try to do it. How to let go of the world and love all the things climate can't change which i think beautifully is... done beautifully done almost, yeah, almost. <laughs> it's a long title but it's i think going to be memorable for people yes how to let go of the world and love all the things climate can't change well it's important i mean i i have not been able to see any bits of the film yet but the title alone is so descriptive especially okay. on the heels of you know the very hard and and somewhat depressing work that that you had to do yeah <laughs> Right. For the gas lands. Well, uh, climate change is not an easy subject. It's no. a very daunting, primarily because we are so far behind in our work addressing climate change as a country. The United States yeah. um, has fallen prey to the fossil fuel industry in our political system. Oh, yeah. And uh, that means most of the politicians that you elect, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, um, are on the take for the fossil fuel industry, and they do not um, want action to get us off of fossil fuels. Fossil right. fuels, right. the burning of fossil fuels, which we have done for 100 years or more, has contributed to uh, global warming. When we burn fossil fuels, we put carbon dioxide and methane and all a whole host of other greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, and that acts as a blanket on the top of the atmosphere and traps heat. Right. Um, when that heat is trapped, it doesn't radiate back out into the space, and the planet loses its, its balance. The planet has achieved a very delicate balance over 10,000 years where the temperature never varied uh, more than a degree. Right. And that uh, was called the hot. It was the it was the stable climatic regime in which civilization was born. We have left that period. Uh, we have left the Holocene, and we're in something different, which a lot of people refer to as the Anthropocene, right. the era of humans. And what does that mean? That means we've warmed the climate already by one degree. We're already yeah. one degree off, one yeah. degree Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Right. So that's really significant. If you were to warm up. Your freezer, uh, for example, by, you know, one degree Celsius, everything in your freezer would start to melt and go bad. So one degree in this case is extraordinarily significant. Um, what does that mean? It means everything on Earth has already started to melt. The Greenland yeah. ice sheets, there are huge glaciers in the poles that are, that are melting, that have compromised their integrity. And that means we're in for 
a certain amount of sea level rise. Right. Uh, when the sea level rises, when we no longer have a stable coastline, it makes our life in the coastal cities, particularly New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C., Charleston, Miami, yeah. um, it, it imperils the future of those cities absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, and we are already within a really significant danger zone because as carbon dioxide and methane are in the atmosphere, they continue to warm the earth for decades into the future. So we've already at one degree, and we've put enough carbon dioxide and methane into the atmosphere that will warm us for the next 30 or 40 years, bringing us to 1.5 degrees Celsius. So we're already at 1.5 degrees. Um, And that's really perilous, considering that at 2 degrees, we get... um, approximately between five and nine meters of sea level rise. So that means when we hit two degrees, if we were to hit two degrees, and we're already very much on track for two degrees, we'd lose our coastal cities. We see droughts and floods. We see uh, famine. We see a refugee crisis in the hundreds of millions of people as uh, rising sea refugees swarm international boundaries. We see... Um, we lose 20 to or 30 to 50 percent of all the species right. on the planet uh, die because they're outside of the range of their thermal tolerance. So we're talking about mass havoc at two degrees. We cannot reach two degrees, and we're already at 1.5, which means we have to go towards 100 percent renewable energy as fast as possible. Yeah, and that and that does include like no fracking under no circumstances. <laughs> no fracking. Fracking under no circumstances and power plants yeah. and pipelines yeah. under yeah. no circumstances. What we're doing right now is we're taking this new film. It's you know how to let go of the world and love all the things climate can't change. We're bringing it on the road. We're taking it all across America, specifically to communities that are battling huge fossil fuel infrastructure projects. Brilliant. Um, on the 14th, we're going to be showing that in Manhattanville College uh, to help fight against the Algonquin pipeline, the AIM pipeline, which threatens to run right past Indian Point, which threatens to bring uh, uh, more fracking to New York and Pennsylvania. And there are other pipelines across New York, the Constitution Pipeline, uh, the Millennium Pipeline, um, the Pilgrim Pipeline. There are pipelines that are being proposed for all across this state, even though New York has banned fracking. This is the fracking fight of the future, if we go ahead and build these pipelines and power plants, compressor stations, and LNG terminals, we will, first of all, be facing the frackers all over again in our backyards. Yeah. But then we're also engendering this process of sea level rise, which threatens to swamp New York, Long Island, all of our coasts. Well, um, and, and so we simply cannot build those. And we're, we're, we're going out there with this film to, to meet the community, talk to people, get organized, get excited, get enthusiastic and start to battle these uh, fossil fuel projects and urge Governor Cuomo and urge the the nation to adopt solar and wind as their primary uh, electricity and power generation source. Well, because New York, um, it's in my backyard as well. I'm in New Jersey, but it is a microcosm for what's happening. And in fact, New York is the the more positive microcosm because in other places... Uh, they don't have Governor Cuomo that has right. put on some brakes. They don't have, you know, they they have maybe they're in Texas and they're ruled by um, the oil and gas industry. So or or well, in Australia, pollution, pollution knows no state lines. Uh, you know, neither does climate change. It affects everyone. But you're right, Governor Cuomo 
has done something remarkable in, in politics today. He actually listened to science yeah. and didn't listen to the fossil fuel industry. As simple as that sounds, it was quite a bo- brave and heroic and example-setting act for governors across America. What Governor Cuomo did was his health department said unequivocally, my kids should not live anywhere near fracking sites, anywhere near fracking wells. The health department came out and said, this is unsafe for our citizens. And what does that mean? That means that um, if my kids can't live next to it, then nobody's kids in the state. So what we're asking them to do is not only reject the fracking process in their own backyard in New York State, but also not to subject other states, children from around the United States, to the same ills. It would be incredibly hypocritical if we were to say in New York, oh, we're not going to do fracking, and then we took fracked gas from Pennsylvania or West Virginia, uh, or the surrounding area, and that's what's at stake here. What's at stake here is we must reject fossil fuel, uh, uh, and and frack gas in particular, as a means of uh, electricity generation when we know we have much better options, and we have options that will not uh, cause these kinds of dangers, climate change, uh, toxic pollution, etc. So a quick follow-up question to Gasland 2. How's how's your backyard in um, Pennsylvania? Is it still (laughs) frack-free? Yes. Uh, Thankfully, where I live in Pennsylvania, uh, you know, where my parents' house is, um, I I should say, uh, because I also live in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I'm I'm a New Yorker and a Pennsylvanian. Very Um, cool. But, but, you know, that part of PA is actually controlled by the Delaware River Basin. It's part of the watershed. Yeah. Um, so it's not Pennsylvania that determines the rules. It's a five-member body that determines the rules for that area. So thankfully, that means um, in 2011, we created a political moratorium. Uh, citizens really did it. It was the grassroots movement that put enormous pressure on the Delaware River Basin Commission, and that created uh, you know, so much pressure that they said no fracking in the river basin. In fact, the new film opens uh, with me celebrating that victory. All right. um, and it, uh, it literally opens with a victory dance, and I hope people come and watch that because it's really a lot of fun. <laughs> and um, can, I but, say, but, can I say that I loved your uh, playing the banjo throughout the film? Oh, well, thank you. There's banjo playing in this film. Uh, okay. But what I realized is that... Um, even though the Delaware River Basin can be saved from fracking, we are still subject to climate change. Yes. And yes. Uh, if you look at the woods in my backyard, the hemlock forests, which hemlocks, hemlock trees are a keystone species. They're pine trees there. Yep. Um, hemlocks are now dying from a, a hemlock blight which is a direct result of warming. Yeah. Uh, the woolly adelgid, uh, a, a parasite that attacks hemlock trees, is advancing up the coast every year as it gets warmer and warmer and warmer, going all the way from uh, Virginia all the way up to Maine. Our great iconic hemlock forest yeah. of the East Coast will die yeah. because of climate change. And I realized that, and uh, just a few months after that realization, that I couldn't just stay at home and celebrate my victory, New York City got hit by Hurricane Sandy. Yes. And Hurricane Sandy was this, and New Jersey, and, oh, yeah. uh, of course, Long Island and the whole coast. We but, lost two cars you know, in that one. Yeah, well, you know, cars is one thing, but also New Yorkers drowned in their own homes. The yeah. water rushed in so yes. fast. Yes, And this was a harbinger of things to come if we don't stop climate change. So the wake-up call about how this isn't just about protecting my backyard from fracking, right. but it's about everybody. Yes. And it's about the whole world 
and it's about climate change. That was the thing that set me on the journey for this new film. And this new film goes all over the world. It takes me to uh, six continents, wow. 12 countries, um, uh, working with the indigenous environmental monitors and the Amazon, finding oil spills in the deepest Amazon, to uh, the Pacific climate warriors and the great nations in the South Pacific, Samoa, yeah. Fiji, Vanuatu, battling against Australian coal. Uh, there's a, literally a battle sequence in the film where the uh, uh, the canoes and uh, of the traditional canoes of the uh, Pacific Climate Warriors blockade ginormous coal ships that are the size of the Empire oh, State wow. Building. Um, Africa to solar developments, uh, China to meet with people speaking out against coal and against the human rights violations in China. They're just remarkable, amazing people who are exemplars of what we call all the things climate can't change. And all the things that climate can't change is our will yeah. to uh, develop and appreciate and strengthen a value structure, um, which is different than the one in the world today, a value structure based on human rights, democracy, generosity, community, um, you know, creativity, innovation, courage, love, civil disobedience. Oh. These are the things that climate can't change. Um, and those are what we're calling people to. So it actually ends up, even though it's an incredibly dark subject, I think it, it becomes an incredibly inspiring film. Um, and people literally get up and dance in the aisles at the end of this movie. So, oh, well, we you know, it. we're really excited about bringing it uh, in this context where we have to galvanize a fight against these pipelines. Well, I'm very excited about it because we do need it. We've done several uh, segments over the last year or two about climate depression, about people who, the scientists yeah. and the people like us who are reporting on these things. Yeah. It's easy to get caught in that, that sort of, you know, the gates of hell and we're going there fast. So, well, depression is a consequence of feeling isolated. Yeah, yeah And that's yeah. why we want people to watch the film in this context. You yep. know, the film will be in theaters. The film will go on HBO in the summertime. What we want is people to come out and watch it with their community so they don't feel that depression. They don't feel that isolation. Right. If you're depressed, it's because you feel alone. Yeah. You know, this is the way out of that is not to just deny all of this and shove it aside. The way out of this is to fight, but to fight alongside of your neighbors and to fight alongside of your community. Some of the most important relationships and best bonds that I've ever had in my life have come out of yeah. that. And that's an incredibly rewarding and positive experience. Well, and I think there there's something to be said, and it sounds like it really comes up in the film, the resilience that people have and the human yeah. spirit of, of goodness that comes through when we bond together to find you know, to adapt and to find solutions, right? Yes, yes. And that is what we're trying to say. Oh. We need... Yay! We need to stick together on this, and this is our big effort. It's called the Let Go and Love Tour, for how to let go of the world and love all the things climate can't change. We're running a Kickstarter right now okay. um, because we are raising money to bring the film. The film will be free for people to watch. Nice. Uh, um, and you can also donate, of course, to your local groups. But um, we're talking about um, raising money to keep us up on this activist effort, and that's at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash let go in love it's really simple bitly backslash bitly backslash sounds like a disney character <laughs> bitly backslash let go in love um, or go to the kickstarter camp page and put in uh how to let go of the world and let go in love tour please we need um we, we have a fifty thousand dollars to make up in the next two weeks uh we really need support there all right then i'm i'm on it and we'll definitely do what thank we can you. to get the word out there and thank uh, you thank you so much for your time today josh 
I appreciate it, and we hope to see everybody out on the 14th. Uh, All the information is at our website, which is www.howtoletgomovie.com, www.howtoletgomovie.com. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. The podcast you just listened to was a feature segment pulled right from the Green Divas radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Green Divas radio show. Listen to the latest Green Divas shows every day at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on GDGD Radio at gdgdradio.com or get the GDGD Radio app for free or access our huge catalog of podcasts on demand on your favorite podcast network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and of course, along with all kinds of great posts about living a deeper shade of green on thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Thank you.